How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm sitting with Ashley Corbin, who is the president of the Kiwanis Club of Statesboro, Georgia. Yes. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about Kiwanis. Uh, for me, the things I know about Kiwanis are really the Kiwanis Fair. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows Everybody. about the Kiwanis Fair. Yeah. And also, there seems to be a rodeo that's floating around. I, yeah. I haven't personally been, but I've heard about it. Yes, yes. Shame on you. A shame but, on me. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but yes, we do a rodeo as well in April. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, my visual and of what I've seen is, you know, I see these really old grandpas you know white hair with the yellow jackets yeah, do you yeah. have a yellow jacket yourself i have a yellow jacket it it stays in my closet because <laughs> i hate it um but i we have the polo we have the polos too uh so i i usually tend to steer towards the polos and um and i've got a couple of like navy blue t-shirts with the kiwanis logo on it we can pretty much you know mix it up how we want to but those yellow jackets just stand out so uh -huh. you know if you need somebody at the fair and That's they're right. wearing a yellow jacket there you go so so tell me about the kiwanis club okay so the club has been uh, around since the 1960s here in statesboro and it started i mean it started actually in at, on, at Georgia Southern, um, there were some meetings happening and, you know, discussions. And at that time, it was still a men's only club. Okay. Uh, so there were a group of gentlemen that wanted to, to bring a Kiwanis club to Statesboro. Um, Kiwanis club is actually a part of a, a much larger or organization. So Kiwanis International has been around for 106 years. Actually, yesterday, the 21st, was the 106th anniversary wow. of Kiwanis International. Wow. Yeah. It was started in Detroit. Um, under a much longer name than the Kiwanis Club. Okay. So, um, and I don't even remember it. But, um, <laughs> but to just show you, you know, that it it was a men's club. It had the word brotherhood in it. I, that sticks. Okay. Out. So of course I'm not a not part of the brotherhood. Okay. Um, because I'm I'm female. But back in the 80s, they they voted at international convention to allow women into the club. Okay. So I was born in the 80s telling my age a little bit but very nice you know, I was born in the 80s so I just find that really really neat that, okay you know that happened around the same time I was born that's right um but yeah the club started out and they they met at various places in the in this in the city at different times they a place called Mrs. Bryant's Kitchen which is over by um, off the Blue Mile so okay. or it was uh, they met there for a while and then I don't even remember what year, but they, they purchased the fairground, the land. Okay. Uh, and the club actually came together and signed the banknotes. Wow. The, the, the people for put the up, land. Yes, for the land. The, uh, the club members actually, you know, did that and, and they used the proceeds from, from the fair to, to pay that land off. So, so in their mind, uh, was the fair, I, I have such fond memories of the fair, right? I mean, you know, growing up in Statesboro, I think that it's something that all of us experience. Oh, like, absolutely. you know, uh, the, the, the water wheel that has the bottle at the top where it's like, when you're young, you're like, how is this happening? Yeah. How's that going on? Uh, but what was the fair actually in existence before they purchased the land? So they actually had, um, and I'm really not the right person to be talking about all the history because I, I know a lot of it, but sure. not the dates and stuff like that. But it's okay. they actually had a, a, a carnival, not okay. a fair, in, um, in downtown Statesboro. 
and then they were told they couldn't do that anymore and so they started looking for land and that's when some of that land became available and they they purchased what they could Uh Um, and then it's grown over the years i know that during my tenure at the at the club we've we've purchased land i want to say twice okay so um just you know different as it becomes available we try to purchase it um because we we want to be able to expand sure so. uh, expand that specific location or outside of that the the specific location okay yeah it gives us more room for our midway so like last year no i'm sorry in 2018 we uh, we actually did a lot of land clearing and mm-hmm. on the back part of our midway and that gave us the ability to add four new rides to okay. the 2018 fair gotcha and so things like that you know i'm can I start that over? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. In 2019, okay. we actually were able to to add four new rides because we had taken out some trees and stuff and expanded. Mm-hmm. So we were able to grow the fair that year because of the the space that we, we added by, by removing some trees and clearing some land and stuff like that. That's very cool. Um, I wanted to c- touch back on a previous point that we were having. So, you know, the organization originally was established as kind of like a men's club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in, in, I guess, the 80s, it was voted that, you know, women can start uh, kind of like coming into the organization. Predominantly right now, is it still very heavily male dominated in in that arena i mean obviously the president is 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 a female so yeah it's kind of changing but what what does that look like so i can we have a hunt we have like 115 members right now we're it's hard to keep up we keep adding one and we'll lose one we'll add one lose one um but we've actually had an influx of members recently which is which is great but um i could probably count the number of females in the club out Mm -hmm. of the hundred and say 15 okay so that tells you you know it's not very many because i can remember them all um i mean i can remember most of the the members themselves just in general but but there's maybe maybe 15 Mm -hmm. uh maybe 20 women in the club uh so it's still it's still predominantly male Well, well it's fantastic that i mean you're the face of the organization right now right so like i think that that encourages people to continue to invest in 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 that club yeah what what is the ultimate purpose of the club so you know obviously you know with with the Qantas fair we pay i think we all pay money like for the rides we always get the stamp right you can ride all the rides if right. you get the stamp what happens to that money after it gets to the Kiwanis Club? So the Kiwanis International like mission statement is uh, that we're an organization changing the world one child and one community at a time. Mm. So that is really like our focus is children-based organizations. That's not to say that we don't give to adult-based organizations or you know just organizations in general in a, in our certain communities, but. Children are our focus. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna create an event, if we're gonna create a service um, project, then we really want it to to hit a, a kid predominant, you know, t- demographic. Um, but we the money that we raise through our, the fair through the rodeo, they come back. It comes back to us, and we dish it out. I mm-hmm. mean, to almost 200 organizations in the in Bullitt County and surrounding counties, mm-hmm. um, back. Last year, of course, we weren't able to have the fair due to COVID mm. um, and, or the rodeo, so that really hit our pockets hard. But the in previous years, we've given back, you know, in excess of a hundred thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars to the to the community. That's and amazing. Like I said, those surrounding That's counties. Amazing. So um, 
we and it's not just money you know during the fair or during the lead up to the fair children can request or apply for livestock for a, a goat or a lamb or a pig you know and they they raise those or chickens even mm -hmm. they they raise those animals they take care of those animals they fill out like forms to to show you know we feed we fed them we vetted them we did these things they've had these vaccinations etc mm -hmm. to show that they're being responsible mm -hmm. so it helps those kids cultivate their responsibilities mm -hmm. and it helps discipline. them discipline right yep. and it helps them to um you know they have a living breathing something relying on them sure they're um and they they learn about the animals they learn how to to train them to show uh, and i had no idea that showing a pig was so much like you know there's certain ways you do it you the goats you have to like make sure they're they're like lifting their necks the right way in the ring and these things and you're like what what are they doing yeah and but the judges judge them on on the way the the animals behave and also on the children's showmanship on mm -hmm. how they interact with that animal mm -hmm. and so we provide that those animals to most all kids that apply that's amazing and so and the animals are free of charge they're responsible for vetting and you know feeding and things like that um and then they either have a pet or um well, we, we won't discuss what, <laughs> what, what happens to some of them, <laughs> but they don't get kept as pets. Nice. But, um, but you know, they, it, it teaches them some responsibility. So we're, we're not directly involved in that. We, we give them the, the animals to, 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 to jumpstart that process. Yeah. But. That's great. I mean, doing that for the community, I think, is huge. I, I love the uh, mission statement for the Kiwanis, yeah. the, the Kiwanis Club, and, and it's, um, I, I think that's, it's so important to invest in the future because, you know, those kids, those experiences, I mean, there's, we don't grow up on farms anymore, right? right. And so, like, yeah. being able to uh, give that experience to a child, I think, is, is, very, is very precious. Um, so I've actually never been to a rodeo before. Can you tell me a little bit about the Kiwanis Rodeo? Yeah, so the Kiwanis Rodeo is typically held in April of every year. So the 2020 Rodeo would have been our 10th annual, but, of course, COVID. So um, the we're just saying that the 2021 one will be the 10th annual. Nice. Um, we we are hoping to be able to have it in April, but it may get postponed, you know, depending on everything, uh, which is really, really sad, but it, it happens. You know, we want to do what's best for the community safety-wise with COVID um, and for our for us, you know, because we have a lot. We do have a lot of older members that, you know, are more in that higher risk category. So we definitely, we don't want to put them at any any risk. Um, but anyway, so the rodeo itself was was created to start with to, to fulfill a pledge that we made to the Eliminate Project, mm. which was a partnership between UNICEF, or is, I should say, is a partnership between UNICEF and, the, and Kiwanis International to help eradicate um, maternal and neonatal tetanus in third world countries. So because um, the, they don't get enough iodine in, in their water, in their, like, they don't really, I guess, use iodized salt, mm -hmm. um, then they don't really get that, that necessary nutrient. And so the partnership was created to help get those vaccinations or those, you know, those, those shots, I guess, to those countries and to be able to help save lives by, 
by you know the because a lot of times the the babies would die from it or mm. the mothers after childbirth so. and, you know so we were we partnered with with Kiwanis International each club made a pledge and I don't remember the dollar amount of our pledge but the the rodeo was created to sort of satisfy those pledges mm. and so we started giving that money back to that, and we satisfied that pledge a little earlier than, than they had anticipated because we were making such good money with the rodeo in those first few years. And so now it just it goes into our coffers to be able to give it back to the community. So um, it could go to, I mean, dollars raised at the rodeo or the fair could go anywhere from hospice to the Boys and Girls Club or, mm -hmm. you know, American Red Cross to the Sheriff's Department for, you know, ballistic vests or whatever they might have, whatever needs they might have that they, they reach out to us. Yeah, um, let me kind of ask a question because obviously, like, you know, there's a great cause behind the Kiwanis Club. Um, let me ask the, uh, you about this. Um, what has been like one of the stories that's kind of stuck with you like through your period of like you know time that you've been here yes um, so when i first started uh, working at the statesboro herald they told me they were like actually we need you to join the Qantas club you know we always put our sales rep that covers that ad territory in the club and we'll pay your dues you know blah blah, blah. and i was like oh my gosh because i i I grew up here. I'd sure. seen, you know, I'd yeah. seen the stereotypical Kiwanian. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not one of those. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really think I was going to fit in. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, I felt like organizations like Kiwanis probably wanted your pocketbook. They wanted you to be able to, to donate, to give money. I didn't realize that Kiwanis was a service-based organization. We work to raise the money mm -hmm. that we give back. Yeah. Instead of us giving the money to the club to give back. So I think that that's a very big, you know, difference in, in our organization versus some other sort of civic organizations. So one of my first meetings at the, at the club, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so boring. I am totally, I'm not coming back. Like, I'll, I'll come once a month so I know what's happening, and I'm going to do the bare minimum. I'm going to show my face, make sure they know who I am, and that's it. And then during that meeting, I, we, were, we were giving out, they were giving out checks. And uh, former Sheriff Lynn Anderson actually came out to accept a, a check from the Law Enforcement Committee. And the, the check was for the Child ID Project, which you said you grew up around here. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you remember, but the Child ID Project was basically, it was like a little mini driver's license for kids. Mm. And your parents were to keep them in their wallet. So if you got lost or, you know, whatever they could show. And it had like your, your age, your date of okay. birth, like, you know, a description, brown hair, blue eyes, you know, um, and, and your name. And it it was a, a way for them to, to help if there was an abduction or whatever. And and it was a free program. So they, they would set up at like festivals or, you know, mm -hmm. things like that around town. And, or I think they came to our school one year mm -hmm. when, I, when I was in school. And so we gave a check to Sheriff Anderson at, for that. And, and he was like, you know, if it wasn't for Kiwanis, we wouldn't be able to to do this project mm. you know you guys are the ones that fund this and and so we we, we really appreciate this because this is a great program and and I got chill bumps mm. and I still get chill bumps you know talking about that because it was something that I had participated in and I, it was something that I that I was like oh this is this is really cool and if we didn't do this it would it would go away sure like that's that's sort of like you know 
I don't know, it's, it's touching, it's, it's inspiring. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do a little more. And now I'm president. <laughs> and, and the thing about being president is you don't just get to be president. Sure. So like my road, road to the presidency, uh-huh. you know, actually I started, I started as a board member several years ago and I served on the board and then I was asked to be vice president. So when you become vice president, you know that you're headed to president. Yeah. So you, you start as vice president, and vice president is really one of the years you really work uh-huh. because you're responsible for scheduling all the speakers that come to our club. Okay. You schedule the anniversary party okay. and plan it, decorate all of it, and the Christmas party. Uh-huh. So you've got two major events that you, you know, club events that you, you help with. So ho- whoever got co- the COVID year kind of lucked out, right? Right. <laughs> I'm so jealous, so jealous. And so um, so then you, you get that, and then in your president-elect year, which is the next step, then it's sort of like you coast. Uh-huh. You, you just, you're supposed to observe. And yeah. like, you know, so, th- so I got the, the laid back year nice. during COVID awesome. year, you know, last year. So I, like, I, I didn't have to do anything anyway, <laughs> but I had to work my butt off during, you know, vice presidency to schedule all these speakers and stuff. And now I say that last year's uh, vice president is a good friend of mine, and um, he's president elect this year, and he he still scheduled speakers, uh-huh. but he had to make sure they were tech savvy enough to be on Zoom. That's right. Because we we did a lot of our meetings via Zoom last year. That's right. But um, but then during presidency, you know, then then the next step is the presidency. So um, our our years run October to September. Okay. So so I took over in October, and. Um, so yeah, presidency is like I can see why nobody does it twice. I can I, I'll just I'll say that. Like I asked I asked one of our older Kiwanians, um, and by I don't mean older age wise, I mean like you know experienced Kiwanians. There you go. And um, I was like, what has anybody ever repeated a presidency? And uh-huh. he was like, I mean, I guess you could, uh-huh. but no one ever does. Yeah. And he was like, this was like my second week as president. He was like, you don't know why yet, but you will. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, th- three, four months in, I, I know why. I, I absolutely know why. Nobody repeats it. So so uh, this year as president, what, what do you... What are your goals and objectives? So one of the things that I keep pushing um, our club to do is, like I said earlier, we, we've given back in excess of $100,000 in years past. But with no rodeo, with no fair, we had no income. So we cut our budget severely. And by cutting that budget severely, we it affected a lot of organizations in town as well that that need those dollars. Domino effect. Right, exactly. And but they they might not need the dollars. Mm. They might just need the help. Sure. And so, can we do a blanket drive? Mm-hmm. Can we can we go read to kids? Yep. Can we can we serve a meal? Can we help load? Um, load cars at the second harvest food drops that have been happening in town and the answer I think is yes Mm -hmm. we don't have to sign a check to to give back sure um that is one of the things that's one of the things I liked about Kiwanis I didn't have to write a check to be to feel like I was doing my part sure I just have to go out there and run a cash register at the pancake house or put some pancakes on a plate or you know do things like that or 
be the social media person for the club. That's work. You know, some people like to go out and cut grass every weekend or, you know, do a lot of the manual labor. I prefer not to do the manual labor, um, but I'm, I'm good at social media. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm good at the marketing part. So I, I do that, and I do it from sort of behind the scenes. Absolutely. So, so that's one of my goals is for us to really serve in, in ways that don't involve money. Yeah. Um, but also for us to get – to, to sort of bust that stigma of the fact that it's a an, an older men's club. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, we've touched on, you know, the, the women in the club. I'm, I'm only the fifth president uh, that's been female. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because the ones in the past have not wanted to be leaders or if they, you know, we have a lot of members in the club that are Georgia, you know, work at Georgia Southern. So it may be that they worked at Georgia Southern for a few years and couldn't commit their time to being president or, or you know, to being really involved. And that's that's fine. Um, but I, I want to make sure that that the club is that that the club fills out with more younger people, mm. with more women. Um, we need we need that. Um, we really need the the people that can help us, you know do things like podcasts or, sure. you know, videos and things like that where where our marketing is sort of, you know, the marketing world is steering this way. Kiwanis should be steering this way. That's how we'll get new members. That's how we'll get sponsors for these events. That's how we'll get uh, butts in the seats. Absolutely. You know. So. so so if you, if there were some, obviously this podcast really talks to the, speaks to the community. Right. So the, for the people that are listening, why should they join the Kiwanis Club? So the reason that I love the Qantas Club is because you can just, you see the joy. You see the joy. And and when we were Zooming uh, with with each other instead of being in-person meetings, we were... We were together, but we weren't together. And we, and I said several times, you know, the building isn't Kiwanis. We are Kiwanis. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're together, even if we're not, you know, right next to one another. And, but it, I said it and I didn't, I didn't really feel it, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So every Thursday we meet and we have, we have lunch and we have a guest speaker that comes in and talks to us about whatever they have going on. Um, like we had someone from the Boys and Girls Club, Jen Morris from the Boys and Girls mm. Club this week, um, and she told us about the programs that they're offering. So, and, and we support some of those programs. So that helps us know that the money we're raising, the work we're doing and putting in is is going further. That's right. You know, and, and so that's the... You can only do so much by yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can write a check, you can go and read to children, or you know, donate a donate a jacket to a jacket drive, things like that. But but if you could join an, another group of of like minded people that want to give back as well, and and have a larger platform to raise those that money, like the fair or the rodeo or or our drive through pancake house that we did recent, you know, or right. back in October, then then why wouldn't you? Sure. And and so it's it's I, some of my greatest friends are Kiwanians now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went in with the idea that I was gonna just sort of keep my head down and not really, you know, not not really be involved. And now some of them are are my best friends. And I, you know, when when one of us loses a family member, we mm. we reach out and we we you know we we 
we have a prayer list weekly you know when someone's struggling or having surgery or anything like that we we are really there for each other we, right. we try to be at least that's right um and of course like any club there's some little clicks you know you because you you again like-minded people sure. you know you you sit at a table with the same individuals for you know 52 weeks out of the year or 50 weeks out of the year because we don't meet thanksgiving and christmas week um then you you get to to create friendships with those people that are stronger than than with a hundred other people you know and um so i mean we celebrate when someone has a kid or a grandkid so it seems like there's like like, there's a solid sense of community there yes absolutely a hundred percent and and so we 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 really band together to do what's needed Mm -hmm. we work together you know you might not be on the fair committee but you know during that third week of october or the week of the third monday is technically how, how it's figured okay um you know that that's where you're going to be is the fairground. That's right. Um, we need people to take the money in. We need people to work the pass gate, to, to help out in the livestock barn, to flip pancakes and all these other things. Sure. You know, there's so much work that goes into a fair behind the scenes that no one sees. Yeah. No one knows about. I mean, we're already planning. Yeah. I mean, for, for October. That's right. So luckily a lot of our work was done last year, you know, <laughs> and we just were able to, to push it forward because we weren't, we didn't have a fair last year, but, but it's it you really get to know people and get to just really you know become a community a family kind of thing that's awesome so if somebody wanted to join uh where would they contact uh the kiwanis club at so really and truly the one thing that i'm not fond of with kiwanis is that it's invitation only okay so you and but you can get an invitation in all sorts of ways so um a lot of times I'll tell people message the Facebook page. That's because I manage the Facebook page. Okay. So if you message it, you're basically messaging me, and I'll, I can tell you, you know, about our meetings and when, when they are, and I can invite you to come to one. Um, they're every Thursday at noon, but we just ask that people just don't show up. Sure. You know, that's mainly the reason for it being invitation only, which is understandable. Um, so we – you just, you know, come and you visit and see if you like it. And if you do, we can get your application and um, get get the process started of you becoming a member. So it's really it's really pretty straightforward. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, is there anything else you would like to tell the audience while you have them? Not really that I can think of other than you know, we'd love to have you. We, like, I mean, we, we always need new members. Like I said, we're, we're really hoping that that we're able to have the fair in the rodeo this year. So if we are, then, of course, you know, rodeo in April, fair in October, uh, those dates may be a little subject to change sure. according to, you know, the way COVID's going. Um, but we we appreciate the support everybody gives us, you know, through through the rodeo, through the fair. We really want to make sure that people people know our know us and know what we do. Just don't think that the fair just happens. Sure. You know, and that's the thing is like it, it takes a lot of work. That's right. And it, it takes that that work. We pour our heart and our souls into this, and you know, I, I like to say blood, sweat, and tears because I've I've bled on the fairgrounds. I don't I don't know if you're uh, I've I've said before I don't think you're a true Kwani, and if you've not bled on the fairgrounds but um like my my first time working out there I I cut my hand Uh so um but anyways I I feel like 
I feel like if we could get more people out there that are willing to to work and to do these things, then it could it just is only going to make the fair and the rodeo better for everybody else. Absolutely. So and, and that trickles down that That's right. or it that domino effect, like you mentioned, you know. The more money we raise, the more money we can give, the more lives we can affect. Absolutely. So, you know, from, from my side, from my end, you know, absolutely so thankful for everything that the Kiwanis uh, Club does, you know, from, you know, uh, the, the fair, the rodeo, but more importantly, the lives that you guys are touching with all everything that you're doing. And I think that's a, a great thing. But I wanted to thank you so much for coming on to the show. Absolutely. Thank uh, it you was, for it was a blast. Me. I actually learned a lot of uh, kind of like, you know, the insides and outsides of, you know, what the Kiwanis Club is. So I'll email uh, you an application? I mean, you can. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to accept the application, but I'll definitely take a look. Uh, but yeah, so absolutely. I would love to take a look yeah, at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Well, like I said, you can come in and visit us. And even if you don't fill out an application, you can at least come in and see what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And uh, that's our show. All right. Thank you. All right.